I have twice in my life had the chance to be blind temporarily. And the first one came when I was in high school. I was taking the Red Cross Adapted Aquatics Instructors course. And the course was to prepare people to teach swimming lessons to people with various disabilities. And part of the training involved simulating those various disabilities. So for example, they would tie your legs together and throw you in the pool and say, okay, now you're paraplegic, swim. But the worst was the blindness simulation. For maximum effect, you may wish to close your eyes for this part. We took turns with blindfolds. Pairing up with a sighted guide, we'd walk around the pool, counting the number of steps along each side and the number of steps to the locker room. Then we went into the pool to swim around blind. You know, you'd think you'd be going in a straight line and then you'd swim into someone else or hit a wall or hit the ropes. But the worst was the 10 meter diving board. The trainer blew the whistle to call us all out of the pool and our guides led us down to the deep end. And my guide placed my hands on the rails and said, climb. And the climb seemed endless. With no visual reference points, there was no way of knowing how high I was, nor how many steps there were still above me. Finally, at the top, I could feel the handrails curve forward into the darkness. And then after about four feet, the handrails ended. And so the gritty surface of the springboard had two rows of raised bumps that I could feel with my toes as I inched forward into the darkness. And those bumps stopped two feet from the end of the board. From the echoing sounds all around me, I could tell really not anything about how high I was, but I also knew that I couldn't turn back because there was another person coming up behind me who was also blindfolded. The only final solid sensation was an 18 inch square of the board under my feet and I had to leave it. So I jumped into the darkness. You can open your eyes. <laughs> there is a commonly held belief that when someone loses their sight, their other senses become more acute to compensate. Hearing improves, touch becomes more sensitive, or even a kind of psychic sixth sense that allows blind people to cope with the world around them. Unfortunately, none of that is true. Scientific studies have shown that the remaining senses of blind people are exactly within the same normal range as the general population. Blind people don't hear any better, but they're forced to pay more attention to what they hear. The kind of blindness that Jesus refers to in the gospel isn't a physical inability to see, it's a failure to pay attention to what we see. It's acting blind when the evidence is immediately before us. The scribes and the Pharisees were blind to the Messiah that they had awaited for so long. And so they led people away from him. The worst blindness, though, is blindness to yourself. Most people live their lives never knowing exactly what they look like. Seeing yourself on television for the first time can be a strange experience 
because everybody else looks fine and you look somehow different. And that's because, for the most part, we go through life seeing ourselves only in mirrors that reverse the image. That's the reason why video conferencing software like Zoom and WebEx reverse your image by default, because it would feel strange not to see yourself reversed as if in a mirror. But our blindness about ourselves isn't just physical. We can fail to see our own sinfulness, our own needs, our own addictions. And we can also miss our strengths, our real beauty, and how we've been blessed by God. Some of this blindness is born of humility or fear or denial. And some of it is simply our human inability to be completely disclosed to ourselves. I mentioned earlier that some of our blindness is our inability to confront the evidence before us. And Jesus in the Gospels deals with that evidence fairly simplistically. A good tree doesn't produce rotten fruit. You don't get figs from thorn bushes. And the same message is in the prophet Sirach today. The test of what a potter molds happens in the furnace. When a sieve is shaken, the grain falls through and then the husks appear. All you have to do is look and you can see the evidence. You might conclude from that that judging people in situations is pretty easy then. But the problem with those easy judgments is the plank in your own eye. We can't easily judge someone else because we too are sinners. Real objectivity is awfully hard to come by. It's hard to know what's in another person's heart and it's just as hard to know sometimes what's in your own heart. So what standard can we use to judge right from wrong? In the gospel, Jesus uses the standard of what we do, the fruits we produce. But with that standard comes this warning to judge yourself by that standard first. Before you can lead someone who's blind or teach them to swim, it helps to know your own blindness. Knowledge of yourself is the best way to learn compassion. This Wednesday, the season of Lent begins for us. May our fasting and prayer and almsgiving during this season help to relieve our blindness, remove the planks from our eyes, and produce good fruits for our world and for the kingdom of God.